This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, January 27, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. Did the New Deal help ease the Great Depression? Many popular narratives on both sides of the matter are basically wrong. So says Regulation Magazine managing editor Tom Fiery. He says the erroneous stories about the effects of the New Deal survive despite decades of economic research that tell a different, more nuanced story. There was no single set of proposals called the New Deal. Uh, Basically, we refer to the New Deal. uh, We use the term New Deal to refer to basically anything that Roosevelt and uh, Congress passed between 1932 and 1940. Uh, But there's this notion today that Roosevelt had this single set of proposals or or maybe a set of proposals they built on over time. That's not the case. What really happened is he came in, he tried a bunch of stuff, some of it worked, some of it didn't. Uh, he tried a bunch of other stuff. Some of it worked, some of it didn't. But it's all become called the New Deal. And some of it was an attempt to stimulate the economy in the 1930s. Of course, we were in the Great Depression. Others were attempts to long-term reshape the economy. In terms of the stimulative effect of a big, massive public works uh, spending, you know, the last 50 years of trying to study the New Deal and understand it better. Where are we left in terms of evaluating the stimulative quality of the New Deal programs? That's what's interesting, um, listening to the fight today among commentators on the left and the right talking about the New Deal and making various claims about it as far as a stimulus. Uh, And they're almost all wrong. And uh, and what's most disturbing to me as an economic historian is – you know, this this is actually pretty well plowed ground. So I don't know how they can be wrong, and how no one's calling calling them out on it. Uh, there was some stimulatory spending under FDR. Surprisingly, wasn't nearly as much as what we conceptualize nowadays. At at its peak, you know, I think about 1936, spending was 13 billion. Uh, at that time, uh, whereas in 1930 under Hoover, spending was 10 billion, so you know, basically a, a 30% growth rate over six years, um, uh, which is basically in line with with government growth rate long term. So there was no dramatic jump. There were you know definitely from year to year there was more deficit spending, say one year, uh, than another under FDR. Um, but how did it, you know, how did it work out? It doesn't seem to have worked out very well at all as far as trying to get the economy going again. Uh, uh, you know, the, the famous work on this was done by Christina Romer, who's now, uh, uh, incoming pre- uh, President Barack Obama's, uh, chair of his Council of Economic Advisors. But, uh, she did a lot of work on the economy around the time of the new depression, uh, or of the great depression. And basically one of the things she found is that fiscal st- stimulus doesn't seem to do very much at all, at least as it's been, uh, carried out in the United States. It typically comes too late. Uh, it's typically targeted at, at, at uh, sectors of the economy that, quite frankly, aren't going to get the rest of the economy rolling. Uh, she argues that it's typically too small. And in a sense, I, I guess that is a criticism that could be made of FDR that, uh, you know, again, if you really look at the, at the amounts of money, it's not really a, an awful lot of money that was thrown at stimulatory activity in, in the uh, in the New Deal. Um, what does seem to work, on the other hand, is monetary stimulus, uh, you know, the sort of thing that the Fed's been trying to do for the past 12 months. Given the academic work of Christina Romer, chief among, among them, but uh, also of others in terms of the stimulative effect of, for example, tax cuts versus a uh, public works type uh, spending, what is the rationale for the current 
uh, program? Uh, the the real rationale, uh, as as the cynic I am, is that politicians need to be seen doing something, so they're going to pass something. And eight hundred billion sounds really impressive. Um, but okay, let's let's give them a little bit of a benefit of the doubt. The sad truth is, you know, two hundred fifty some years, uh, roughly, of uh, economic study, economic science, uh, we still don't really have a very good idea of what gets economies moving. Um, you know, we know that there are periods where people get bad news, uh, they then get scared, they stop spending money. How do you get them spending money again and get getting you know get growth moving again? Um, and the hope is that, well, if we somehow put more money out there, either through fiscal stimulus or, th- or through monetary stimulus, people will start spending that money. Um, the Great Depression, in part, was so long because it just took a really t- long time to get people to do that again. Uh, we now know that part of the reason for that was you know, that the Fed was, was basically contracting the money supply going into the Depression, and there just wasn't an awful lot of money out there. And what ultimately happened... You know, again, this is what none of these pundits talking about the New Deal mentioned, but it's the only really important part of the New Deal policy as far as ending the Great Depression is that FDR changed the gold standard. He basically doubled the amount of dollars you would get for a given amount of gold. Suddenly, uh, gold came into the United States because you could buy, you know, get more currency with it. And that started getting the economy rolling again. Um you know, and people for for whatever reason started feeling better. Banks started feeling better. That money started getting lent out. What we're trying to do, what Congress is trying to do, what the Fed is trying to do, is use their different mechanisms: Fed with monetary policy, Congress with fiscal policy, to try to stuff a bunch of money out there and hope that people get spending it again. Will it work? Um, who knows? Uh, my colleague Jagadish Gokhale uh, uh, here likes to describe this as shooting a bunch of bullets into the air and hoping you hit something. And right now, uh, Washington, D.C. is really busy shooting bullets. Monetary changes were concurrent with uh, changes in fiscal policy during the, from essentially 1933 onward. But there we also had some pretty dramatic expansions in GDP during uh, the latter half or from 1933 onward, didn't we? We did. GDP did get better other than the recession within the Depression of 1937-38. That's one thing. You know, there's there's two stories that people tell. One is that the Great Depression, or the, I'm sorry, the New Deal did nothing to fix the Depression until World War II came along. That story is completely wrong. Actually, GDP did improve throughout, you know, generally improved throughout the New Deal. It was horribly slow, horribly uh, uh, low growth at certain times, and the U.S. lagged behind other countries in the world um, as they crawled out of the Great Depression. But it did; things did get better. Uh, and you know, at some points during the New Deal, even the growth rate was surprisingly good. Uh, that's one of the things that Romer points out uh, in her research: is your, you know, you really, you know, the the two stylized stories: the one that nothing got better, and the other that the New Deal miraculously fixed everything. Both are very clearly wrong when you look at the numbers, but no one wants to tell, you know, tell the real story because first of all, it doesn't fall nicely along an ideological story on either side. And and second of all, it requires work. You have to read stuff and do research and care about the facts. And let's be honest, uh, in, in this political environment, very few people do those, those things or care about the facts. Tom Fiery is managing editor of Regulation Magazine. You can read more of his work and subscribe to Regulation at Cato.org.